to another episode of that other Masonic podcast. We're back. Do not adjust your set. For the first time since March 10th, we're we're back. Has it been that long? That has really? Been that long? Because I had to move and. Well, we had we had four episodes in the can anyway before you moved and. And that yeah, I just didn't get them mixed down. <laughs> You've been busy. Hell, I've, been, get it. I've been busy. I had the move going on and everything, and uh, so we're we're here on a beautiful cold, cold, it's cold, cold. cold. April eighty. Today it's in the fifties. April sixteenth, a Sunday afternoon. My daughter turns five tomorrow. Ooh. Just had her. Just had a birthday party, and uh, we we're gonna try to knock out a couple episodes here this evening. And the first one, we're gonna do an interview. And we're, what's what I'm laughing at? And he hasn't told me who it is, and I don't like that. <laughs> Unfortunately, it, it uh, unfortunately it's the not. The content creator has no idea what the content is going to be. <laughs> this guy was chomping at the bed. He he said Todd's going to flip when he finds out it's me. We're going to well, the interesting test will be to see if Todd can recognize his voice when he answers, and if not, I'm going to I'm going to tell him who it is. But yeah, uh, the strange part: did your phone have any signal? Cause yes, it does out here. It, do, it does right now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the last couple we've done here, I had to use my phone. Unfortunately, it will not be brother Tyler Whitaker. I done tried. And for those of you in Indiana that don't know, Tyler Whitaker is a future Grand Line officer. I am. We'll see. What I don't happens. have. I don't have very many dollars, but I'd about every dollar I had. He did oh, he'll, say he'll do something like that. He did say he said I would be honored to be on the podcast. He said unfortunately I cannot do it this evening. So I know, he had probably something to do with Templars. Well, right he's got Tyler's got so much stuff going on all the time. Well, he's got a family too, so you can't drive. Them. I mean, like, right? Like having Dave Hosser on. I mean, we got we got him. Uh, I mean, he's busy till May whenever he gets done being Stuart Tyler. I mean, it's. Yeah, and he's high priest of his cha- of his uh, of his chapter, and he's in the grotto. He's in the sky shrine. I mean, good lord! I, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I have missed you, liar. And I, I missed a degree the other night. <laughs> yeah, you you sat in the east oh, for yeah. this degree. Yeah, who sat? Who sat in my chair? Oh, uh, well, uh, you was, were in charge. Who'd you put in my chair? I wasn't in charge. Ron Abel said the craft really, but uh, oh, um, guy from Line Lodge. Uh, 743 in Jasper. Yeah, um, I cannot think of his name right now. Hmm. Jackie was in the West. And uh, um, High Pockets opened? He opened, but mm-hmm. he needs some help. <laughs> it's all right. But the guy in the in the ear chair to the South was, um, oh, shoot, he's always he's always on Dubois County uh, Masons. Bald-headed guy with freckles and everything. Bald-headed guy with the freckles. Oh, Dave Allen. Dave Allen. That's Davey right. Allen. Dave Allen. Dave Allen. We did, love you, Dave. He he's did a, a great he's job. He's a supporter too. of the podcast. Yep, he did a great job. Can I, his name just gone. We, you ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. So we are getting ready to do uh, another don't, interview. Don't let me see your phone either. Yep, you're not, you're not going to see my phone. I don't like this. Don't ever. Do I just, this again. I'm just doing it just because it's fun to see you react. It's, it's one of the. It, we're actually going to have a very genuine reaction. You are confused. We're gonna we're gonna see how good you are. See if you can get this person by the voice. Yoshi from At Refreshment. I wish. Probably get him too. <laughs> Let's see. Go to the voicemail, I'll bear it. <laughs> Better not. <laughs> so you know you're calling. Mm-hmm. See, Greg said, "Well, no." Hello. Hello, brother. How are you? I'm good, brother Todd's Brother Todd still doesn't know. Let me turn. Let me let me adjust his mic. Let me adjust his mic. All right, brother, can you hear us? I can. You know who that is? 
That is one of your friends from northern Indiana. Is it Jerry Weir? No. Oh. His is first it? name's Mike. That narrows it down like 25 people. Last name's Neely. Oh, Michael Neely. Michael Neely. Look what the, hey, give me a fist bump. Look what I pulled in for the interview tonight. Brother Mike, how you know are how you? How many times I talked to Mike Neely in my life? How many? Twice. Oh, but you talked yeah. about him all day at Founders Day. Well, yeah, because I talked to him once. <laughs> hey, he was Mike. Uh, long after, I was Mike long before he was. Hey, Mike, we appreciate you jumping in on short notice. No worries. Uh, it's interesting. Mike, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. You? you know, I'm, well, I'm surprising. <laughs> Jerry wouldn't tell me who he, who he had for a guest today, and it didn't really sit well with me. Well, the funny <laughs> thing, the funny thing is, is uh, you know, we just released an episode last week, which was the last of our episodes from over a month ago, because I had the move and everything going on, and uh, Todd's like, "Well, let's we need to start recording again." And I was supposed to have a date tonight. Unfortunately, she got called into work, so. I was like, hey, Todd, my date had to go into work, so you want to record? Sure. I'm like, well, I'm going to scrounge up a guest. and uh, I think your date got her eyes fixed. Probably. probably. <laughs> and I thought, man, it'd be funny if we'd have somebody that Todd knows from up north, but don't tell him who it is. At first, I thought you had Adam Nelson. So uh, I thought you had. <laughs> so, uh, but, oh, well. I'll let, you, I'll let you run point. Mike, Mike asked me, he said, uh, do, do I need to be prepared for anything? I said, no, Todd and I will get good at this one day. We no, still don't we, have an interview formula down. We, we haven't prepared for one yet, so why start now, I always say. Well, go ahead and ask him yeah. the questions. Well, hey, Mike, um, why don't you give us your Masonic resume there? I know you're a past mark of uh, Sahara Grotto up there, but what uh, what lodges and what other organizations belong to? Uh, I joined Thorntown Lodge 113 in Boone County in 2009. Um, served as master in 14. Um, I'm currently the illustri- or deputy illustrious master at Lakeman Council in Mooresville, um, scribe of the chapter in Mooresville, captain general of commandery. Um, as you said, I was monarch in 19 of Sahara. I'm a member of the Yellow Dog, Sword hey, Bunker me Hill, me too. <laughs> Turtle, and that AMD. too. <laughs> Gordian Knot. Um, I've been invited to join Night Masons. Uh, that's coming up soon. Oh, wow. Um, what, what is that? Mike, what is that? What is Night Masons? You got to be, the prerequisite is you have to be in a Knights Templar, um, and then it's invitation only. So um, yeah, be certain, it holds certain number of people can be a member. I think in Night Masons, you're considered what they call a cousin. Like the grotto, you're a prophet. Right. Um, in York, right, you're a companion. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, That's I'm currently neat. the state chairman for CMMRF for uh, cryptic masonry in the state of Indiana. So, oh, wow. Uh, stay pretty busy. Yeah, this is, a, like this is a well versed mason for all of our listeners out there. This is. A- oh, yeah. Now, Thorntown, I thought by. Uh, that's kind of where I'm, I'm from. In, I'm from Tipton originally. As past master of Austin Lodge, we used to get a bunch of you out of Thorntown come to our lodge. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember names right now. Or I'd now, say, but <laughs> now for you two northern Indiana boys, and I'm you know Todd's Todd's got ingrained in the southern part of the state down here. But for you two northern Hoosiers, Mooresville, where is that in relation to Indianapolis? Southwest side, mm-hmm. southwest side. Yeah, that's- yeah. That's just another one of those things. Like me and you talk about every episode. You get up around within a hundred miles of that Indianapolis area. Oh yeah, you can see a degree every night of the week. I bet. Oh, easily. Yeah, 
Isn't that true, yeah. Mike? Yeah, there, you could be busy every night if you want to be. Well, Mike, like I said, we don't really, which you know, you've uh, you've listened to the show before, and you know, so you know kind of how we are. We don't, we're still working on narrowing down a, a specific formula for when we do interviews, but we start every interview the same way. How and why did you get involved in Freemasonry? Um, well, I was born in 1979, and my dad joined Masonry in 1980 or 1981 at Prospect Lodge on the south side. So um, he never attended Lodge. He was a traveling kind of salesman, if you will, but um, always knew that he was a Mason. He wore his Masonic ring proudly as he traveled around the various areas in the central United States. Um, so I have an older brother and dad always said, well, whichever one of you boys joins masonry first gets this ring. Um, so I joined in 2009. Um, I didn't join the same lodge as my father, um, only because I was married and living in Putnam County. So Thorntown was a lot closer to my work mentor, um, which was also my Masonic mentor. I um, mean, I'm much closer to home. It would be like an hour and 15-minute drive if I would have joined Prospect back then. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's why I didn't join where my dad was a member. But uh, my dad's first time back in Lodge was in December 2013 when he saw me get installed. And then um, his first time seeing degree work was when I presided in the East over a Master Mason degree. So oh, wow. Now I that's think I was, cool. I was more nervous probably than anybody in the room, uh, <laughs> yeah. only because dad was there, but, you know, he hadn't stepped foot in lodge in 30 years, right. so that's yeah. what got me started. Okay. Well, uh, what kept you coming back? I mean, most guys, you know, joined, I joined when I was pretty young, too. I think I was 22 and I joined lodge. What, what kept you coming back to the next day of the meeting, basically? Yeah, Mike, because you, as you know, and as, as we all well experience, there's a lot of guys that get that. They get those three degrees, they get the title, they get the ring, and uh, none of them come back. Um, I think it was mainly because I worked with a couple guys that were officers at at Thorntown, and I worked with them every day. So they were my mentors working me through the ritual process and learning the catechism. And um, then I just kept coming back because I had a bunch of like-minded guys my age that were in lodge together, and we had a great time. And we were doing degree work about twice a month, you know, two times a week plus our stated meeting. So three times a month, the lodge was busy, and we were bringing masons in. So that's what kept me coming back. I think I remember that time. You guys, I mean, you guys were super busy back then. You know, get the email from like Don Nesvig or uh, Michael Pettigrew, stuff like that. You guys, yes. it seems like Thorntown always has something going on. The last, you know, say ten years almost. Yeah, <laughs> it, we've definitely slowed down. Um, the Boone County area, you know, the there's six lodges and a couple of them are really struggling to get Damn, their feet back on six, them, but six lodges in one county. Yeah, we've got three in our county here hey, in one, the southern part of the state. One in Tipton County. I just can't fathom it. <laughs> six lot. Well, I guess that's just like Evansville. That's mm-hmm. the the biggest city closest to us. Right. I mean, Evansville is the third or fourth biggest city in the state, but. Mm-hmm. Six lodges in one county. That's yeah, Boone County is a pretty big county. Is it Zionsville, Boone County, Mike? I don't know how many uh, people are in Boone County. I do not. Well, is it uh, Zionsville in Boone in Boone County? Yep, yep. Okay, Zionsville. Zionsville is a pretty good suburb of Indianapolis, basically. Yep. 
So this is all on the south side of Indy? No, uh, Boone no. County is on the north, northwest, northwest side. Northwest. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, Zionsville is a you – know, Lord, they're a 5A high school, aren't they, Mike, Zionsville? Yeah. So, yeah, yep. they're, a, they're, a big, they're a big town. So there's a lot of people there. Plus, you got Lebanon. Lebanon ain't small. I've been yeah, through Lebanon. three or four A uh, yeah. in sports, so it's fairly big. That they, they a, Boone Lodge in Lebanon is a beautiful lodge. I mean, it's gigantic, too. But yeah, know, they recently sold that building. Did they really? Oh man, that yeah. is terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. Uh, you remember? Uh, you remember Lester Wilhoyt from Boone Boone Lodge? Uh, absolutely. He yeah. was. He played third base the night I was raised. Yeah, he was. He's a lot of guys third base. I know that. But his grandsons went in one night, and everyone came. That that room was filled to the brim with Masons that night. And you know how big that room is. Yep. And everyone came because it was Lester Wilhoy's grandsons. This is another reason why I didn't tell you who was on the other end of the phone because you get excited, memory lane, it's somebody you know from the north, and then you just take over the podcast and we, we fill time, and that's what yeah. I love. We yeah. got 45 minutes left to fill at least. Keep going, Tom. I mean, you've, seen, you've been in the Boone Lodge, I tell you, right? Yeah. So you know how big that room is, and they, it was completely filled up from north to south, east and west in that room because Lester Wilhoyt was so respected. Kind of like our um, old, old uh, Harold Huffman down here. Is this the lodge you're talking about that had two stories in it? It was filled top to bottom? No, that was Noblesville or Howard Lodge. Okay. Too. But yeah, but yeah, I, Boone, uh, Boone County is a pretty good sized county, border of Marion County, so. Yep. So Marion County's Indianapolis, correct? Right. Gotcha. He ain't real bright, kid. Now I'm not. Head. I'm not an indie guy, Mike. That's why when you know you met me at Founders Day and I was like, "How was your travel?" and you were like, "wasn't bad." Well, I guess I guess I realize now I wasn't bad. You literally just blink and you're you're at the cathedral. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, shit, I forgot. I, was gonna ask I don't. I don't remember any of the questions. We we'll we'll get good at this one day, Mike. Well, hey, let me ask you this, Mike. As far as me and you being past Mars, what got you interested in the grotto? Well, the same reason. So my dad joined masonry in 80 or 81. I can never remember. And then he joined grotto right after because uh, oh. he had two young sons, me and my brother and mom at home, and he um, needed some extra income. So he started bartending at the grotto okay. um, shortly, shortly after he became a mason. Um, and then he joined the grotto. And so I always heard war stories of, you know, back in the day, the grotto, this, the grotto, that, and, um, yeah, I heard the same thing. I happened to be, yeah, I happened to be driving to my dad's house down Madison. And I saw a sign out front of this building that said Sahara grotto. So I, when I got to my dad's house, I said, Hey, is the Sahara grotto, the one you've always talked about, is it over there on Madison? He goes, no, it would used to be on East Washington, but. Yep. They sold that building, and they had met at the Gatlin Gun Club and a couple other places. And I said, well, would if I find out what's going on, I said, would you reinstate if I joined? And he said, yeah. So um, I joined back in 2012, it was, and Dad reinstated, and then he since took another commit. But um, we were slow getting things, getting our legs under us at Sahara. Oh, yeah, it uh, took a while. building a new building and tearing down a house and garage and all that stuff. I wasn't there for all of that. The building was de- dedicated in 2010. Yeah, I was uh, um, I was monarch that year they dedicated. I wasn't going to make it that day. I was there for the groundbreaking, though. 
Not to interrupt, yeah. but you guys correct me if I'm wrong, because we, we've done an episode on the grotto. On yeah. the grotto. Check it out in our archives for all of our listeners. But uh, the Sahara Grotto is the biggest grotto in the state of Indiana, right? Um, of, yes. the, of the few there is, Sahara is probably yeah. the biggest one well, yeah, in Indiana, yeah, right? Because it's in Indianapolis, they got the most members. Was that your grotto? No, no I you were the Ivansaw grotto. I the Ivansaw in Kokomo, yeah. We were probably second biggest at one point. Um, I don't know how they're doing now, honestly. They've been up there in years, but... But yeah, Sahara so Grotto. Um, I don't remember their old building. It was I joined after they sold their building, but I do remember going down to the Gut and Gun Club and going to some of the stadium meetings down there. The Gut and Gun Club was a little shady place. <laughs> Would you agree, Mike? <laughs> um, I've never been. That that building's uh, since been torn down. Yeah, it, but, it's um, gone. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was, a, it was an old, dirty Shriners Club. Is what it was, but. Uh, it was supposed to be the Shriners Gun Club. They call it Gun Gun Club, and it was right. an old. It was an old building twenty years ago, you know. But that's where you know a lot of Shriners went after ceremonials, after Scottish Rite conventions, or uh, you know the reunions, stuff like that. So I, I got something I want to say to, to Mike. So we did our Grotto episode. Um, we did that during our marathon session to film material for Christmas and New yeah. Year's the holiday. Right. So. After that happened, we, you and I got a lot of feedback on this grotto. Oh talk. yeah, a lot of it. And then you know, a month some good, some bad. Uh, no, mostly good. And then a, a month later, you and I go to Founders Day, and that's where I, Mike introduced himself to me in mm-hmm. passing. And unfortunately, Mike, I was only able to get to talk to you for a couple minutes. Next time I see, you, I hope I can talk to you longer. But uh, and then shortly after Founders Day, Mike reached out and sent me. We texted back and forth about the grotto. Mike, would you agree with me when I when I say this, and Todd and I made this a talking point in our Grotto episode, that when you talk about, you know, all the appendant bodies in masonry, you know, the Scottish Rite, York Rite, Shrine, Tall Cedars, Grotto, the Grotto's often the forgotten one. Am I, would you agree with that? It's kind of an afterthought. Yeah, uh, them and I'm a, also a Shriner. I'm also a member of Tall Cedars. Um, Tall that's- Cedars is definitely another one that's not talked about a lot. Um, there's only two forests, if you will, in Indiana, and then grotto wide, there's six grottos in the state. So um, be less than that. I think <laughs> I think we're definitely overlooked for sure. The, the grotto closest to us, uh, no ruse. Todd and I did some talking. No ruse down in Evansville, and again, this isn't a knock on them. This is just based on all the feedback we got. That grotto down there in Evansville is. Pretty much on its last leg. Todd mouthed the words hurting, but it's yeah. pretty much on its last leg. Like, Yeah, I so, talked to the monarch down there. I thought I was messaging him on Facebook about how a friend interested in doing this. I was like, yeah, and he goes, you know, well, you can do what you want. We're getting ready to close up. And I'm like, oh, wow, okay. That's kind of sad, too. It is, but at the same time, it's just, it's no one's fault but the members. I mean, the members get older, they don't bring anybody new in. People get tired of doing it. I mean, plain and simple. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Yeah, um, when I, I actually ran for Grand Captain of the Guard two years in a row, um, unfortunately during the pandemic, but yeah. I had reached out to the folks there in Evansville and me and our secretary took a drive down for a visit um, because the convention was actually being held in Louisville. So Evansville to Louisville is only a couple hour drive across yeah, two hours. or whatever. Me yep. and Todd are and, basically uh, me and Todd are basically right in the middle, about an hour each direction, east or west, yeah. from Louisville or Evansville. We're like right smack in the middle. Yep. Okay. So we went down there, and I gave him about seven weeks' notice that I was coming, and 
um, they because I'm a Midwest Grotto Association officer, I'm the second vice president. They right. thought that they needed to provide their financial report and this, that, and the other. But <laughs> they recently moved from their original building, and they have a, a a fairly nice building they meet in now, and they have an apartment upstairs. So their tenant pretty much pays their yearly uh, expenses, and then uh, they they're really financially solvent. They just need a little shot of. Um, energy yeah. and i think somebody if they had a couple people could definitely take back off again that's me and you like yeah, that's me, me and you you know we've talked about this we we gauged a lot of interest down here in the southern part of the hoosier state yeah but that's a long drive to go for state meetings and evansville's only an hour yeah but they each have 20 minutes <laughs> well yeah that's true you know that's what baffles me about it. i mean it, a town like evansville with all the masons in it i mean what happened down there? I mean, we, we'll never know unless you remember down there. Of There's course. what six? We've talked about this. There's five, six, seven five, six, Masonic seven lodges in the yeah. city of Evansville. Yeah, so I don't know what's going on down there, but I'd love to start one around here. Except I don't have a whole lot of time to do it anymore to put kind of effort into it. I mean, the way I think it should be done. Now, I know a, a girl down in Texas, uh, Al Haboob. I talked to one of them. that brother Fluff on TikTok, mm-hmm. and they meet. They only meet four times a year. I thought it was kind of weird. How do you conduct business when you're only meeting? I don't know. But Mike, have you heard of that, that grotto doing that? A grotto meeting four times a year? Yeah. Um, I think there's a million ways to skin a cat, right? I True. think that, like, if there's interest in, in that area that you're in, um, then maybe plural member and Todd for you to know Roos and um, getting Brother Jared in there. And then you guys just slowly start working your folks that you know are interested and then you can very easily infiltrate the officer line and move that charter wherever you need to you know i'm telling you mike mike is offered. 25 <laughs> yeah 25 members you get a charter mike mm-hmm. is offered i can show you the text messages right here on my phone <laughs> mike mike sent me right after founders day i'm pretty sure it was mike's like yeah. we can help you guys get this thing a moving yeah we could i mean it's just a matter of you know getting time to do it and everything but I know one member in in our county. He's like, I, I don't think there'd be very much interest in that. And but then I, five or six others was like, you, yeah. you get something going, we'll we'll sign yeah, up. Yeah, no kidding. With Grotto, don't get me wrong. Grotto is the most fun I've had in masonry. It's Tori proposed the Tori proposed the mama. Well, yeah, I mean, but it was even better than that. It's just the people I met. I mean, you know the people up at Ivanside, uh, Mike. I yeah. mean, just good down down to earth people and everything, and. I mean, I hate to see what happened when they lost their billion up there, but it's still the same people. I mean, still great, great people up there and everything. So that was the most important thing to me is, you know, and and people always say, you know, you really didn't – that our train? No. Okay. (laughs) Our lodge is right by the train tracks. That's why it distracted me. People always say, oh, you really didn't – you know, you don't even care about the ground anymore. It's like, well, of course I care about it. I don't live there, but I care about it. because I proposed to my wife as I was going out of of the uh, monarch's chair. (laughs) I want all them to be part of it. I mean, I mean, what what other guy does that? Because he doesn't like it, <laughs> right? Brother Mike, uh, you know, like like I keep, I can't say this enough. Eventually, Todd and I are gonna sit down together and type out an actual interview format. So, what's well, fun in that? Ev- every <laughs> every interview, we ask different questions, and it's just it's a matter of what comes to mind when you're sitting here looking at the time ticking off the recorder. So. A question that I want to ask, I've never asked in any other interview, but I want to ask you because of how well-rounded you are in masonry, is there a particular 
a pendant body that you enjoy participating in more than the other? Is there something you, or I mean, are you just all about the Blue Lodge? Like, is there one thing you really enjoy doing more than the other? Um, I think if you met people, if you talk to people that know me outside of masonry, um, they're going to describe me as, yes, I'm a proud Freemason, but I'm also a proud Grotto member. I think anybody that knows me, um, my heart and soul, for whatever reason, has been with Grotto. Um, it was slow moving at first because, I'll be honest, and when I took the Monarchs chair in 2019, we were sitting at 167 members, give or take. Wow, that's um, a lot. Now, Not really. Keep to in me mind, that is. Keep, Keep in mind, we were number one at one point in time in the realm with over 5,000 members. Right. Yeah, grotto. This is in the height of Freemasonry, right? You're talking 60s and 70s. Right. Um, so I'd probably signed two or three petitions leading up to being monarch. And so I made a conservative effort to really concentrate on growing membership. And my goal was is to get two or three of the firecrackers or the spark plugs for my grotto to go out and do Masonic education at Blue Lodges. Mm-hmm. And since 2019, I've probably signed 65 petitions into the grotto. That's absolutely uh, phenomenal. So you always get the under 40 award at the at Supreme Council, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The what? If you sign up, you sign a petition for somebody <clears throat> under 40 years old, you get the under 40 VIP, which is you get a little bit of discount on your uh, registration. They give you a pin for your That's a grotto fest. thing? Oh, yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun. I got them a couple times. Oh, hey, hey, Mike, just, just so <laughs> I can call Todd's bluff here and find out if he's been ribbing me this entire time. Is the cost of a fez really that expensive? A past monarch's fez. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, but you can you can find them as cheap as four to five hundred bucks, but they're they can be upwards of eight, nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I think I think I saw the yeah. bill on mine. He literally was, just was, held up eight fingers right when you were eight, saying that. It was about eight hundred dollars for my fez and I really didn't have anything special on mine. I had past monarch on the back of it and that was it. That's crazy. I mean, but it was just, they're just, they're handmade. I mean, what do you expect? <laughs> I mean, what's a, what's a normal profit fez go for now? A hundred bucks? hundred fifty? Um, if you just get the non-jeweled one, which we charge $90 for install, uh, for initiation. Right. And it includes a fez. Okay. Um, fezes right now are, if you, if you get, buy from LA Fraternal, and I'm giving a shameless plug to them because they do so much for Grotto International. Oh, yes. Plug it away, brother. Um, it's yeah, okay. They, Chris Rothman and his wife Michelle, they go to Supreme Council every year, and they um, they provide the Grand Monarch an individualized, and the Grand Monarch gets no say in his fez, nope. but it's at no cost to the Supreme Council or the Grand Monarch. It's mm. free to them. So Chris and Michelle donate the Grand Monarch's fez every year, and not one is the same. So nope. they're all different. But they're all, almost like the Grandmaster's pen for Blue Lodge. It's kind of yeah. every, every year it's different then. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. that's, that's neat. Uh, but the Fez number five, I believe it is, and that ought to tell you how many I, I've ordered from them, are $88. So okay. Sahara actually takes a loss bringing in new members, but I always say that there's a cost of doing business. Right, yeah, absolutely. Losing a few bucks is not a big deal. No, you I know, so. Suffice it to say, we're sitting at about 260 members current as okay. of today. So, 
I think that's um, where you guys were were about at before you or uh, back when I was in in there. I know you had a lot of people demit when you uh, when they sold their building. Yeah, and then uh, as they were starting to get their building, I think their membership started coming back up. But I think if I remember right, those guys told me they're around 200, 250 members in. Yeah, because we were and sitting we like two hundred thirty at Ivan's side at the time. Yep, and then we took a drastic dip, and then uh, we've been plugging. Even with COVID, we we grew really? as a grotto. Um, That's amazing. We currently just took over number two in the realm. Uh, Gayo Grotto out of Danville, Illinois, was number two. We just surpassed them. And then the Grand Monarch's current grotto, Islam Grotto in Pittsburgh, Islam. is sitting around 312 members. So um, You've talked about that before, something yeah. about Pittsburgh. You yeah, mentioned that before. But I was Monarch. Uh, the Supreme Council was in, uh, in, that's was in Pittsburgh. Was. That's what it was. And it was a great time. I mean, anytime you go to Supreme Council, it's worth being a member just to go to Supreme Council for me. <laughs> or I, going I to Midwest. Like, or going to Midwest, too, yeah. yeah. You didn't go to uh, Illinois State Grotto this, this weekend, did you? I did not. Okay, I was supposed to go up there. One of our, uh, oh, our, uh, our past, our first, our first interview, Greg Sidwell, uh, he joined the Illini Grotto up there, and he, he called and talked to me about it, and he said that they were falling short of having enough petition to get their charter. I was like, well, I'll be my plural membership up there to help them out, and, and they said it's going to be $150 because I have my own fez. And I'm like, ew, I can't really swing that right now. <laughs> you right. still you still are active. I mean, obviously, I mean, you're a, down here. You yeah. still pay your grotto dues I still dues pay my day. dues, yeah. I go, actually, I got to send my name right now. But, but yeah, I'm still, I'm still a member of my grotto and everything. And, you know, I can't go. I still want to support them. I mean, they still do great work. The grotto still does great work across the country. Now, I can't believe how much the grotto has grown in, say, the past yeah. 12 years. I mean, now we're international because we're in Mexico, South America, basically. Costa Rica, and Costa Rica, and they, there's the new grotto in, in uh, up in Plymouth. Totally surprised by that. And aren't they trying to start one in Fort Wayne right now, Mike? Um, I don't know if it's politically correct to say, but no, the <laughs> plans are on hold. Okay, <laughs> but at least talk of it. So, so that's a good thing up there. Yeah, there was. Um, Sahara actually has a pretty strong foothold in this in the Fort Wayne area. Now, one thing that uh, the code book allows for is clubs. Um, so, like the Shrine, I'm a me- I was a member of the Johnson County Shrine Club, which is the county I currently reside in. Mm-hmm. The You're a member of Marat, which is downtown. And right. then all the donut counties around Marion have their own county shrine clubs, whether they meet in their own building or whether they meet in a legion <laughs> or a BFW post. So, that's something you guys could do, too. You could spin off a of Sahara have your own club to determine where you want to meet. You just could charge whatever your dues are to try to grow the membership. And then you're funneling money to us like you would to Supreme council. So, and then we get, um, yeah, well, at some point we probably break off then. That's probably, probably an easy way to break off into your own grotto. Then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, that would be the way to draw the interest. You would be Sahara grotto members. Right. Um, and then you'd be able to grow that club if you will. And then as soon as you get that club established with all the spark plugs you need, then you go, you know, ask for your own, your own charter. Well, okay. Todd, you were right then because when when you, I mean, you and I have talked Grotto on this show. We've talked Grotto mm-hmm. just me and you off air. Right. I said even if we'd get one going down here, I said we'd have to convince either our lodge or one of the other two lodges in the county, and that's when you said you don't even have to meet in the lodge. No, you can meet anywhere. So, yeah. There you go. I know uh, yeah. Sahara met in someone's garage for a couple months, <laughs> if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. I mean. 
So you don't have to be in a lodge room at all. You can meet anywhere. I mean, you can meet in the back room of a bar. Right. Do yeah. back there. I mean, they're, the the two grottos that meet in Chicago, Shail uh, and um, El Jala, they have a suitcase that has their charter, a Bible, um, some ritual books, and they meet at whatever restaurants or bars they can get a mm-hmm. private room. There's in your Shiel Grotto. Do you li- Shout out at refreshment. I do like the boys up here at Shiel. They're good buddies of ours now. <laughs> so, have you met them crazies up there in Chicago yet? Oh yeah, I, they get, they usually go to Supreme Council every year, and um, my wife and I've been to everyone since last year, since 2015. Oh wow! When I got put in line, so we haven't yeah, met we, them we in person. I haven't met them in person. I don't think you have, have you? No, I haven't. We, but we had we Wes on the show, and I'm convinced that Marty is my spirit human. <laughs> so. No, uh, we're gonna we'll see him up at uh, we're going to Illinois in uh, June. Right, for, uh, the Oklahoma Indian uh, degree teams putting on a third degree up there. Yep, and we're to, we're going to interview with we're going to interview them with the at refreshment guys. Okay, cool. So yeah, we're going to meet them up there then, and uh, it ought to be ought to be a real a real neat day. I know that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, well, Jared, to that. if you gotta you gotta join Grotto so you can go to Columbia. Columbia is only about a five hour ride from here. I was listening to this fall, and it's a great time. It's shorter for us. So how this how this whole grotto thing happened? Like I said, you know, Todd and I were trying to film material for the holidays back around uh, December, get ready through Christmas and New Year's, and uh, we came in that night and we set up here in the lodge. And he said, "What are we going to talk about?" I said, "I want to talk about the grotto." I said, "You always talk about the grotto. It don't get no love." And then. It it just blossomed from there when it's like because I'm at the point now where um you know I've been back active for what a year and a half now about two years after being away for eight years and I I need something more now than just Blue Lodge I want to join an independent body and I'm probably going to join the Yorkerite that's what's in the process but I told Todd if we could get a grotto started down here I said I'd join Grotto in a heartbeat. And then that's what kicked it all off. And then we started gauging interest. And then, you know, the episode went out. And then we got to talking to you. And then we've had other people come. So we kicked up a little bit of enough of a hornet's nest where people's like, we can either help you guys get one going. Or there's people that's like, we have some interest down here. But, you know, again, no disrespect to not to patronize any other brother. But when no ruse is telling you, yeah, our grotto is pretty much on its last leg. I mean, there's going to be a whole, there's going to be a void down here in the southern part of the Hoosier state. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. So. Yeah, um, I don't, I can't see why I've never been one, like in Bloomington, for all places. You know, I always figured yeah, Bloomington would have a grotto. We have plenty, we have a handful of members out of the Bloomington area. Oh, do you? Okay. Um, yeah, they're not, they're not regular attendees, but on occasion we see them pop through on different events. Uh, you know, we have a website, saharagrotto.com, a Facebook page. Mm-hmm. There's constant activity. You know, we did the Blue Jean Balls, a fundraiser for a junior grand warden. Randy that was Seiple. the thing Randy Seiple that was kept tagging on yeah. Facebook, wasn't yeah, it? Okay. I wish I could have made it. I had to work that weekend. I couldn't get away. Um, I do have stuff I got to send to Randy, though, for his fundraisers, though, for the grotto stuff especially. So, yeah. Like we, grotto swag. So, <laughs> him and I were sitting down at um, – I can't remember where we were at. We crossed paths somewhere. And I said, Randy, what do you think? You've been a longtime member of the Grotto. What do you think about us hosting some sort of fundraiser for you? So him and his wife sat down and talked. And um, they came to one of our parties. And 
his wife and my wife got to talking and they started talking about decoration and randy said you know it seems like we have a lot of pomp, pomp and circumstance where we're always in tuxedo and women are in the formals why don't we have something a little bit more casual called the blue jean ball and that's it, genius the <laughs> ideas just they spiraled from there um the fundraiser raised eleven thousand eight hundred bucks yeah um for that's his amazing year, so yeah you guys sold that's out tickets amazing. too so i mean yeah that's, yeah. that's it was awesome. a, let's give a little applause a for mike night. let's give a little applause for that that's 11 <laughs> g's that's an awesome fundraiser yeah because basically so, i i didn't know that but the monarch or the monarch the grand master's got to raise all this money to kind of pay for his whole year really because yeah i mean he's yeah. busy every week doing something they got a very the they get a very small appropriation right for travel and stuff so um randy is the epitome in my opinion of what a true mason stands oh my for. god he is yeah. he's an amazing guy i met randy uh i had been back active for about two months when i first met randy he came here, really. he came here to talk to us that night he did his uh 133rd psalm presentation and then uh, he came back down to this southern part of the, the state, Newton Stewart, and then he was around again, and then I met him at Grand Lodge again, and then found uh, – Super nice guy. Could not meet pro- – and I like to think that we're all pretty genuine as Masons, but you talk about an honest-to-God beyond Masonry, probably one of the most genuine human beings I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Like, And you're right. Like You think about a Mason – you think of a lot of great people, but one of the people that's first popping into my mind when you say the word Mason, or at least Indiana Mason, it's it's Siple, without yeah. a doubt. I've known I've known of Randy for a long time now. There was his he kind of he's always been around the Grand Lodge and Spring not Spring Council, but uh, been around the Grand Lodge Founders Day. I always kind of seen him around, know who he was and everything. But here recently, I finally got to know him a little better, and he is absolutely one hundred percent a man's Mason. He's involved in everything: yeah. Grotto, mm-hmm. York Rite, Scottish Rite. Uh, Mm-hmm. Guys, oh, man, so many of them guys up there, at Mike, in, in, in your area, and I mean, of course, you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're ingrained in the culture down here now, but you're a Northern <laughs> Hoosier. I mean, you, there's there's so much to do in masonry up in that Indianapolis area within hey, 100 miles. There's I'm, I'm not Northern. I'm Central. Right, right. <laughs> Close north. enough to me. To, it's north to us, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> let's get back. Let's get back on Thanks topic here, Mike. Mike's probably rolling his eyes at us. So uh, um, you got a question? Uh, we'll as, get good at this. As far one as day. York right goes, Mike, uh, you say you're uh, you're a scribe in your chapter. Yeah, the scribe kind of the secretary, right? I I, I mean, I know York right, but I never really got into it. The, so the scribe is the junior warden. The king is the senior warden, and the high priest is the master equivalent. That's, right. That's what I need. I need somebody to break it down in translation yeah, for me. I, I went through a one-day class down at the Marat Theater, or down at the Marat. Uh, I, I got all my York Rite degrees in one day, from yeah. 7 o'clock in the morning to you 8 o'clock. You went through a Prather one-day class. Yeah, I went through a Prather one-day class, and I was the only sitting master in the class, so I got to be the exemplar for the past master's degree. Because like, well, I know this degree, and they told me I was wrong. So you know how I feel about those one day classes. We've talked about those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that's the only way I could do it back then because I was I was still master my lodge, and I was going through the grotto line. And come to find out, my I was you know, I joined Noblesville York right. Well, they met the same night as my grotto did. Yeah. So I never got to go to one meeting at Noblesville at all for the whole time I was a member there. <laughs> But now I've got you know demented now, so I need to get back into it. But 
Well, not to me. I guess it's better for not paying me to do I don't lie about it anymore. <laughs> hey, Mike, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to know the answer to this next question, but say you get a young Mason who's uh, taking his third degree and he's been all about Blue Lodge and say he's got a year of Blue Lodge under his belt. Now he's he's hungry and he's yearning for more and he's wanting to join an independent body. What would you – what would you tell him? Uh, would you, you know, explain this is what this body is and what they do? This is what – how would you help him kind of figure out what he – I figured, you know, you'd do a cheap plug and say, oh, I'm going to tell him to join the grotto, but I don't think you're that type of guy. What would you – how would you address that if this young Mason come and asked you, Mike, what do you think I should do? What are the differences here? Um, I think I would explain to him what the difference or what I perceive the difference to be between – York right and Scottish right, number one, um, because I feel like that's your natural progression after Blue Lodges. Typically, uh, somebody's looking for either uh, something more similar to Blue Lodge ritual, which is where I would steer them into York right. Um, if they're more into chivalric degrees and Old Testament stuff, I might steer them to the Scottish right. If they're looking for something that their family, their wife, um, that the kids can be involved in, I would steer them towards the grotto. Um, oh, yeah, so it all depends on what that young Mason's looking for. Um, essentially, I would just start explaining things the way I perceive them to be and, and try to guide them in that direction. Randy Seipel, uh Randy and I were talking about six months ago, and and uh, here we go talking about Randy again. I, I said, what? I said, you know, I it's it's going to be one of these two. It's going to be York Ride or Scottish Ride. I said, and I'm really – Randy said the most simplest explanation, which just made me feel like an idiot after he explained it. He goes, it's all about college. I said, college? He said, York Ride's where you go to get your history degree. He said, Scottish Ride's where you go to get your philosophy degree. And I was like, wow, I've never heard it explained like that before. I can see that. Exactly yeah. what he told me. Makes sense. Yeah, I've always seen it where uh, it was explained to me, a, you know, after I joined the Scottish Rite, I said, what's the difference between Scottish Rite and York Rite? And one guy said, well, Scottish Rite's like going to college, and York Rite's like going to a trade school. There you go. That's and I'm like, oh, okay, because I went to a trade school, so <laughs> I kind of get it. Because you're, you're not getting all that extra stuff in the – I think the Scottish Rite's got a lot of extra degrees that – don't really I mean it should they help out somebody, but to me they were kind of frivolous, I thought. But the York Rite all up hit me, boom, boom, boom. I love there, one of those. All right, Mike, I got another question for you. This is this is one of the there's there's very few questions that we ask in every interview. Here's one we try to hit in every interview. What is if you had to choose one, what is your favorite degree to watch being done? As far as Blue Lodge goes. Blue Lodge, okay. Blue Lodge. Um, it, I, I mean, I enjoy them all. Um, I would say my absolute favorite um, to watch, not participate in, Ooh, would that's be a the good EA. Question. EA degree? The, okay. the EA. My favorite to preside in, and I haven't done it in a long time, is obviously playing King Solomon and the Master Mason degree. Okay, yeah, I like that one too. What yeah. did you have us do with that last Master Mason degree? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we messed up the craft pretty good. We were the craftsmen. I said, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> see, see, this is what I do, Mike, and Todd gives me, Todd gives me a hard time about this, is that uh, because the Master Mason degree, 
the first half and the second half. It's it's such a beautiful ceremony. I don't ever participate in the Master Mason degree because I like watching the whole thing. Now, when it comes to the first two degrees, I'll do memory lecture, you know, I'll I'll do whatever, but I don't generally work in the third degree. And Todd's like, well, you got to get practice. He goes, we're going to learn these crafts. He goes, these old timers ain't going to be here forever. We got to start. And I flubbed up. Oh, we all did. The craft terribly. It's just. Oh, yeah, we all mess that one up. I mean, like you probably know as well as I do, most of the craft are usually our older members who have been around for a long time, right? Yep. So I'm thinking, okay, well, a lot of our older guys are, are getting pretty damn old. Yeah, they're getting up So there. I'm thinking, okay, we need to get the three of us, me and Jared and our uh, buddy John. I said, we need to learn these craft parts. That way, when these guys pass on, somehow I'll be able to do it. Because right. one day we're going to get there, we're going to be reading this out of a book. We might as well be called Moose of the Elks then. You right, know what I mean? Right. Well, we practice. I practice. I practice. I tried. I never done the first craft for it. No second, third. No those. But I tried to do a first craft and we screwed it up. So we ended up bad. taking each other's lines. <laughs> oh, we yeah. had it backwards. Luckily for the candidate, he didn't know what was going on. So he I had no idea. He had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but we had fun doing it, too. Yeah. So, hey. Yeah. <laughs> That first craft's a mouthful, that's oh, for sure. I guess I never realized it because I usually just sit there and watch the guy or try to make people on the sidelines laugh. But, yeah, the first craft has a lot of words to it. It does. <laughs> yes. I mean, I know the first time I did the, uh, the the third base, I didn't realize how much speaking part's in that. You know, when you know what's <laughs> yep. funny? 15, 15 years of being in as a Mason, mm-hmm. even though I was away for eight years on night shift. Yep. Until today, I've never heard anybody call it third base. But now, oh, twice really? in an hour, I've heard you and Mike refer to it as third base. I've never heard that <laughs> phrase before. Try to keep it quiet. Third base. <laughs> I love that. I'm gonna. I'm stealing that now. Third yeah, base. Stealing. Everybody knows it. Third base. <laughs> wow. Well, ask Mike question. We got time to fill here. Um, I'm running out of things. We gotta get us a format. Mike probably thinks we're idiots. Uh, uh, Mike, you no, said in, you said in the council, Mike. What was it you said your title was or your job was in the council? Um, so I'm deputy master of Forest A. Wakeman one ten and um Jim Catania is our deputy illustrious grandmaster. Okay. He'll be installed next Monday, not oh, wow. tomorrow, the, a week from Monday, okay. as the most illustrious Grandmaster Cryptic Masons. Um, this is your so, right body right here? It's yeah. The okay. Ones. Yeah. So The purple ones. Dave, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave Miller, the guy that's going out as the illustrious Grandmaster, appointed me as the Cryptic Masons Medical Research Foundation State Chairman for Indiana. So, okay. Suffice that to say, I'm in charge of coming. Like, I came down to Huntingtonburg Lodge for um, CMMRF presentation where I kind of cover what the foundation does, what Dr. Murphy's research entails. And we do a table council, and people donate money, and it's tax deductible. And then I surrender those funds to the CMMRF. And um, that executive board determines how those funds are distributed to Dr. Murphy and his team for okay. to further their stem cell research. He was right here in Dubois County. Uh-huh. We didn't even know it. He was right here in Dubois County. I knew he was here. He didn't have time to waste with us. <laughs> it's been some months ago. I can't remember. I'd have to look back on my calendar when yeah, I came down. But I think it was the first had, year you were down here, if I remember right. I had 
I had some good fried chicken, uh, Tom Bartlett and the fellas <laughs> in that lodge. Good old Tom, sure we, Tom oh, yeah, Bartlett. He's, he's, a, yep. he's a great guy. Oh, yeah. That, that's one thing we have down here in Dubois County is fried chicken. That's the best thing you have down here. <laughs> Mike, you, you, you know as well as I do, and anybody listening to our show, you know, when they hear this back, they know. The only reason we're all Masons to begin with is because we all like to eat. That's the that's, that's the only reason I came back to Lodge was because I was starving. That was I, I yeah, can tell like you it. if we don't eat, we don't meet. You that's, know, well, don't come to our state. What did, what did, Todd, what did you call it the other week? And I said I've never heard that, and I laughed. It was a knife and fork degree. Knife and fork degree. That's what it was. Yeah, we're very proficient. Oh yeah, I'm very proficient knife and fork degree. <laughs> I think there is actually a table degree college knife and fork degree, if I remember right. That can't be there true. Is. Yeah, there's is a, it really? There is. Past Grandmaster Roger Van Gordon puts on a hell of a knife and fork degree. Okay, I remember I remember hearing it. I've never been through it, but I heard about That's it. That's another supporter of our podcast, yeah, Roger. Van, Van Gordon, yeah. He, he, he comments or likes everything we put on online. You know how I, I know that, that we're, we're doing a good thing here? Because yeah. you guys, everybody's <laughs> like, you know, as far as we can tell, you guys are the only ones in the state doing this. And then the the highlight of Founders Day, and I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna yeah. plug this. <laughs> when Lance looked at us, he goes, "I heard you guys are the only ones in the state doing a podcast." He goes, "I want to thank you guys for what you're doing for the fraternity." And I'm like, "Todd, I'm never washing this hand again." He just shook this hand, which is hilarious because we were sitting there podcasting at the Founders Day and. He goes, oh, my God, there's the Grandmaster. I was like, you didn't see, like, the six past Grandmasters walk, just walk past us? <laughs> I mean, and, you know, that was, that was a great day. And, again, Mike, the, the biggest hang-up I have is that I only – you know, you introduced yourself, and I only got to talk to you for a couple minutes because you were, you were 100 miles an hour in every direction at Founders yeah, Day. We all were. So I'm hoping next time to get to talk to you more. But Todd presented this idea back in November, and he's like, we're going to podcast at Founders Day. I'm like, you're an idiot. That's never going to work. <laughs> and then it took off. And well, I have on the phone a lot. Everybody <laughs> come up to us and talk to us. Everybody was stopping. It was either, hey, what's a podcast? Or it's a, hey, I know you guys. I listen to your show. <laughs> and everybody was swinging by the table. And uh, Greg Sidwell goes, boy, you got a lot of traffic over there today and well we were right next to the merch too yeah we were right next to all the merch i think that's what it was but yeah but it was it was awesome that is still to date that is our most downloaded episode uh founders day mm -hmm. so uh you guys should you should have it might be too close now but uh do it at annual communication on we may the 16th well <laughs> i've already turned the paperwork in yeah we were and then uh we found out uh my youngest one's having surgery that day so i told todd he's going by himself i said i'll give you all my equipment i said teach you how to run it I said, but uh todd's going up by himself now uh -huh, me and john are how are you going me and john McEwen. our uh our steward yeah he's all over our episode so yeah yeah he's he's gonna go up he's gonna drive but i don't think my truck will make it <laughs> so but yeah they invite that was the biggest thing and unfortunately i'm gonna miss it but uh my little one comes first but they invited oh, yeah. us to to come up and uh podcast at uh grand lodge yep we're going to do about the same thing we did last year. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yep. We're going to just go up there and just talk to as many people we can and try to get the uh, – what biggest thing well, I think helped us out down there is we got the, the youth uh, organizations talking to us. Right. We had Demon Lay, we had Joe's Daughters, we had Rainbow Girls. Yeah, that was awesome. And we've got a lot of feedback from having just those three, those three clubs on. It's like, they still, crap. They're still thanking us to this oh, yeah, day we still every, get once while. every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you – is that just a day trip, Todd? Or are you guys coming up Monday night? No, it's just gonna be a day trip. 
Yeah, okay. we're, uh, if it would have been a two days like it has been in the past, we probably would have stayed up there, probably stayed by mom or something like that at Tipton. But you're gonna have to get with Mike and have lunch. Because I guarantee you, Mike will be there. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, we'll do something. I mean, I wish could, yeah, I could we'll, be there. I still we're running the grotto booth. Oh, are you? Yeah, we'll okay. do a membership plug. Um, you know, we Maru and Lafayette, they're really uh, mm-hmm. they got a younger monarch that's trying to really throw yeah, a little lifeline to them. Oh, they yeah. brought in. I want to say they they've initiated twenty so twenty or so new profits. Yeah, they're going. Um, there they're was going a grotto good. that was that was a grotto that was struggling that's really turned the corner. And it, like I said, guys, it only takes a couple spark plugs oh, yeah. and you're back on on track. You know, well, no, Maru Grotto over there in I think they're in Lafayette, aren't they? Yeah, that's yep. Lafayette. What's the one in Terre Haute? Kerman. Yeah, Kerman. Yeah, but I'm thinking Maru. They had a really nice building right off the Wabash River. I mean, yep. stone throw from Wabash River. You look across the river and everything. Should have been a great place for anybody to go hang out. And for some reason, just lost interest over the years. And I know a lot of kids, a lot of guys from the uh, the uh, next gen from the uh, shrine went up there and tried to get it going again. But I think it ended up tapering off on those guys. So, hmm. yeah. But yeah, now now they're going. They're from what, I, what I'm seeing some of them on the websites and on the uh, the Grotto magazine. They're bringing a lot of new people. Yep. So yep. I'm, I'm, and I'm they're bringing in that. like the Dave Hostlers. Yeah. Dave Hostler recently joined. He's uh, another you know young young oh, guy. Yeah. yeah, we know about um, Dave. Future guest he, on the show, by the way. He committed. He said he'd love to be a part of an episode one day. Someday, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a good addition to the show for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, but I've, I've talked to him about the grotto. I know um, I used to know some bunch of the old guys there. Like I say, I was monarch 2010, then I moved away down here, so I kind of lost track of everybody in the grotto. You back moved in. down here. You you moved down here back home with Mama not long after you left. Um, the, got our got yeah, out we of were, the master. I, I was out in January, and we moved down here in February. I had a job lined up and everything, so it kind of worked out that way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that. Um, was it Zanzibar Grotto in Plymouth? Yep. Now that's a fun name to say. Yeah. Z- 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 Zanzibar. Zanzibar. How how old is that grotto now? Two years old, probably. Um, it's probably seven or eight years old now. Is it okay? Well, see, yeah. See how much I pay attention. The <laughs> guy that the guy that was the lifeline behind that one um, had to move back out of state again for employment, so they're. They're definitely struggling. I've been up there a couple times. Mm. Um, they usually don't even have enough to have a quorum. It was kind of the same thing mm. I had in Evansville. But, wow. you know, I said, hey, do you guys do dinner before the meetings? No. And so me and Stubby, our secretary, grabbed uh, dinner at Wolf's Barbecue at, in Evansville. And then I know where that's at. Building and <laughs> I'm a fat man. I know where that's at. <laughs> right. And then um, when we got back to the grotto building, they're all eating dinner. And I'm like, well, I wish you guys would have said something. We would have much rather been breaking bread with you guys than down at Wolves, just the two of us. So, um, you know, we went to Plymouth a couple times. Definitely, they need a couple lifelines. You know, we've offered to to put on different little skits or whatever. And if they invite their membership and maybe that would bring them all back together and right. draw up some interest and they just don't seem too interested. So, um, they need a couple of young guys to kind of plug. Well, I think a lot of these clubs, they get stagnant because they, uh, they, they have their meeting. They don't eat before the meeting for one thing, which I think is wrong. Then they read the minutes, go through all your committees and your, your whole list of stuff. And then they close and then there's nothing left. Everybody goes home. Yeah, well, who wants to belong to a club that does that? 
Right. I mean, I don't know how and many times what, I've been at the grotto until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning drinking beer and shooting the shit with everybody. Right. The well, I've told to people, <laughs> I've told people, you're not joining grotto for the stated meetings. You know, no. we have, we have, the reason that our grotto's positioned where it is in Indianapolis is that if you look up by zip code in Marion County, the zip code that the grotto sits in is the most densely populated Masonic zip code in Marion County. I didn't know that. Uh, so with that, you have you run into conflict like uh, Southport Lodge is literally less than a mile from our mm-hmm. grotto, and they're one of the largest in membership in the state Masonically. Yep. And then you drive two miles south of us, and you're at Greenwood 514. Well, they meet on the same night we do. You go to Beach Grove 594, and they're two miles north of us, and they meet on the same night we meet. But guess what? We have several dozen members from Beach Grove, and we have several dozen members from um, Harry S. Truman. Greenwood. And it doesn't matter. They Beach Grove. They huh? don't come. They, Beach Grove is where Harry Truman yeah, sat yeah. and watched. I'm thinking about that. Yeah, you're thinking that too much about that. That was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. That was, that was awesome. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. I, sometimes no, I got good. ADHD. Uh, but they don't join. I always say you don't join for the stated meetings. You join for everything else that Grotto has to offer. Yeah, you do it for the fellowship um, and the, 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 the brotherhood and the fun and, you know. Yeah. Shots out. Yeah, I mean, you I mean we just had we just rented the building to MCIW Wrestling, which is I work for Amtrak. So um, one of our police uh, agents that works at Amtrak is a wrestler, and they rent out and they did their little Hall of Fame inductee, and we had like 110 people in the oh, building. Oh, cool as hell! Everybody had a blast. I mean, it was just something different. <laughs> Jared's that, over here getting ready to ship Pete seeds. So, so he's a big wrestling. I guy. get a pro wrestling reference in on my other podcast. And I was I was trying to find a way to work one in on this episode, and well, Mike go. Mike did it for me. So high five! Oh, he's over like oh my god! Oh well, my he god, follows oh my god. me on Facebook. He sees how much crap I put about wrestling on there. He knows. Yep. No. Yeah. No, no. So <laughs> what, what we have another member out of Greenwood that he is a promoter and wrestles, and we're getting ready to uh, book his wrestling federation in on a Sunday sometime in August. Um, and he thinks he'll be able to sell the place out. So uh, we could have about 220 people in the building. He said, Mike, I know I can get 220 people here. Oh, yeah, so I'll come to that. <laughs> yeah, get, let me and Todd know. We'll go up there. Both of our birthdays are in August. So Yeah. <laughs> you have it in August. I'll come up and watch a wrestling match. I love those. <laughs> support, oh, it was a riot. If you, guys go to the, if you go to the Sahara Grotto Facebook page, I went live a couple different times last night of some of the activities so uh the little kids that were there it's cheap fun you oh, know yeah. we had our concessions open the bar was open right um we got home around well we, we actually went to denny's after we left there so you know why this is funny don't you? About why is that dude why, why is this funny because when we were on the mezzanine in between recording <laughs> sessions we were looking down to the floor where they had yeah. the secretary and treasurer's meeting and you come up to me, and what did you say to me? You asked me. It wasn't what, me. It would freeze. Well, he, he goes, what are you thinking? And you come walking by, and you said, probably thinking about wrestling. I looked at Freeze and said, how far of a drop do you think that is from the mezzanine we're standing onto the floor below? He goes, why? I said, that would be a perfect place for an elbow drop through the table. <laughs> I think if you were to take one of Carson Smith's virtual tours of the Scottish Rite or in-person tours, yeah. 
I believe he would tell you it's 33 feet. Oh, I'm sure it's 33 feet. That's a game changer wrestling. That's a GCW bump through the table right there. I guarantee you. Wow. You know how we know it's 33 feet? 33 degrees. Because there was a 33 feet. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah, so we'll let's have to, we'll have to come up there for a rest. But I've never been inside and used to her building. I was there when they broke ground. I drove past a hundred times, but I've never been able to stop. Where are they setting a ring up in that place at? They got a pretty tall ceiling. Don't you right make? in the middle. That's a sixteen foot by sixteen foot. There's really no suplexes off the top rope, but oh, yeah. um, <laughs> all their other things they can do. This is awesome. It's like being an old National Guard Army or something yeah, like this that. Is, you know? This is awesome. It's like, yeah, I saw NWA in my old high school one time, and that was awesome, too. So let's get back to some questions, because you know what the problem with this, with us doing the interview series is? We have the opening couple questions. And then we veer off. To and then we ways. veer off, and then we don't really have no questions for the middle, and then we usually have about the same questions as we get to the back end, <laughs> like this, for example. Uh, Mike, at the end of the day, when, you know, you've got your perfect bachelor, and you lay down your working tools. Uh, you bring it down. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like this is one of the questions that's taking my mind because this is how we end a lot of the inter- – well, not ending. We're not done. But, no, like, done. Uh, what do you want people to remember about you as a Mason? Basically, what do you think your mark in the fraternity is going to be? Um, hopefully that I treated everybody with respect. And I was always trying to be a positive influence. Great answer. And you can't ask for anything more than that. Nope. I mean, straightforward. No, just to be liked and respected. The best thing in the world to ever have. Yeah. Or feared. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, shoot, I'm trying to think of something. I had another one, but I forgot it. Well, I mean, I could talk about some of the members of Sahara. Now, you said uh, Dave Miller was going out as illustrious master, grandmaster. Is that the David same? Miller. Not, the same? not David Miller from Sahara. Okay. David Miller from uh northern indiana like true northern indiana you know the, oh okay all right because i thought i thought man i didn't know dave miller was that far into the council i know he's big and nice templar yeah and like he marked yeah, i think it was with greenwood or something like that or um well, i forget what templar unit he's with raper okay commandery yeah because he's always wanting me to go on there and join their commander to be in the marching unit i'm like eh, that's a little too far away <laughs> yeah, they they drill at 5 a.m. on Sundays at mm. the local YMCA. You can count me out. I'm yeah. not hitting up at 5 to go do drill. No, I've never been in the military. I don't play on it right now. So, Right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, thought, yeah I, I thought Dave Miller, I'm like, wow, I didn't know he was that far into the council. But So that'd been yeah, awesome. Yeah, we, we have three Dave Millers. We have three David Millers that belong to Sahara. All right, all right. I know um, – I just want to tell a story about uh, the last Supreme Council I went to. I think it was one in Pittsburgh I went to. And uh, that's when my uh, my girlfriend and were my, my wife now, that was the first one she had been to, too. And she thought it was going to be the most boring thing in the world. Like, yeah, just just hang out all day have and just go to meetings. I'm like, trust me, it's a lot more than that. Well, she had a blast anyway because, you know, all the all the fun we always have at convention. But uh, we got there Thursday night. Of course, Thursday night's always kind of a big party night, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, she, that's when everybody yeah. kind of gets going. Well, I get next morning and uh, I look at my wife and she looks at me kind of like you know shameful way like she should have. And I go, I look at her and I go, okay, who do I need to apologize to? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I know that's me. But uh, <laughs> I end up uh, 
I don't remember exactly, but I know in uh, I think it's an Abbas and their uh, their hot chatter. I had to go back and apologize to a couple guys there. I, I was throwing cauliflower across the room or something. I forget, <laughs> but but that's just, you know trying to tell Jerry that's kind of fun we have there where it's just throwing you know, cauliflower. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a planned thing. I was drunk, so I won't lie. But yeah, we we had a great time. That's why I, you know, I became a yellow dog at the. Well, I became a yellow dog at uh, Noblesville, but I conferred a yellow dog degree several times at conventions. So yeah. what is the, the yellow dog? It's just a fun little degree. It takes about, what, 10 minutes to do, Mike? If, if that. And yeah. depending on who puts it on, True. they'll charge you 10 bucks. You'll get $5 of your 10 goes towards. It's a $10 lifetime membership. And right. $5 goes towards a yellow dog lapel pin yeah. and your dues card. And then $5 goes to whatever charity they're raising money yeah. for. So I, I, one time 100% we did it free, of the money so. is. Then you said you're a turtle also. Yeah. So I, I actually got asked to do the turtle degree here on May 13th at our uh, Mini 500 party we're having at the Grotto. So now, can you explain to Jared, can you explain to Jared what a turtle yeah, is? Yeah, because he's tried explaining this to me before, and I told him, I said, I don't understand this. You're full of crap. <laughs> okay, okay, so uh, it's been a while since I've done it, but the Tuskegee Airmen um, back in World War II needed a place to meet and have libations, and they weren't allowed in some of the clubs. And so they started their own little turtle degree to be able to have the illusion and have a place to meet. And so they asked some pointed questions and you're always told, well, you're usually, you know, well into being inebriated and you're <laughs> told to um, have a clean and open mind when you're asked these questions. And so then as the me conducting the degree, I would ask you a question um, and if you get it wrong, you have to take a drink of whatever libation you have in front of you. Oh, if boy. you get it correct, um, then you don't have to take a drink. So uh, typically, you would be surprised at some of the answers you would hear uh, doing this <laughs> yes. degree, depending on uh, what level of inebriation somebody's at. But it is a lot of fun. You can do it with is small groups, two yeah. or three people at a time. It now, is a blast. I think I, I helped confer a degree on a, a the Matthew degree. Uh, uh, Weissel out of uh, New England's grotto area up there. The, you know, the Methodist preacher? Yeah, Matt Weissel. <laughs> yeah, he had some of the dirtiest answers I ever heard come out of a guy's mouth. <laughs> it's like, Matt, come on. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> but we were all, yeah. the turtle. The, you got the turtle young dog degree. You got the believer's degree. I mean, there's a thousand one little degrees out there that I tell Jared about. He's like, I've never heard of them. I'm like, well, they're out there, but well, you got to think. I mean, 15 years, <laughs> I was away for eight. I've been back to, well, and I've all I've ever done is Blue Lodge. So what we need to do, yeah. Mike, you probably agree with me on that. Jared need to go up and join Sahara Grotto. One one week yep. we'll go up there, we'll join Sahara. I'll plural membership in there with you. Okay. The next time Midwest Convention comes up, or we're going to Council, convention. We'll go to convention. We'll show you how to do it right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't. I've already I'm heard about you, the hot tub. Um, <laughs> you wouldn't regret it. Uh, I'll tell you a quick funny story about Grotto and why why I think it's the the hidden gem in masonry is that like so my wife and I's kids are the daughter will be twenty four, the oldest boy is twenty two, and then the youngest boy will be twenty two this year. Um, when we ask our daughter, you know, for her birthday, where do you want to go for dinner? And it's in October and she'll pick a restaurant and we're like, okay, who do you want to invite? 
and she has everybody in the Grotto's phone number, and she will text <laughs> all of our Grotto people, uh, husbands and wives, and say, hey, we're meeting for dinner at this time, at this location, if you guys want to come. So please oh, wow. tell me what 21 or 22-year-old kids want to hang around you know, their parents as Grotto people. Yeah. Um, so they're probably two years older than their parents. <laughs> yeah. So I would definitely say that, um, you know, my, our kids are in safe hands around any of our Masonic brethren, but more especially the Grotto people. Oh, because yeah. That they've spent a lot of time, uh, with these same people. So, well, Mike, awesome. here's a, here's a, here's a question for you. Here's one of the few that we hit in every interview, the three or four interviews we've done so far. What is, and this is, you know, whether it's in Blue Lodge or an appendant body, it's all related. What is your proudest moment as a Mason so far? And what is probably the most awe-inspiring thing you've ever witnessed or been a part of as a Mason? Um... And you got deep on that one, brother. Well, I mean, it's we, you know, it's we we started that with Brother Phil, so I want to keep that going. I would say the proudest moment is just being raised the sublime degree of a master mason. I mean, there's nothing better, um, and that opens up the floodgates to everything else. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, you're you're asked, what do you, you know, what are you seeking, and you and you say further light. I think, you know, that's on you to figure out what light you're going to seek. Right. And so, um, you know, I definitely think the master mason degree, um, two of the proudest moments I would say, um, would be getting to participate in the filming of the 23rd degree for the Northern Masonic jurisdiction of the Scottish Rite. Oh, okay. Uh, down in Evansville, we got to shoot a degree called the four chaplains and brother yep. Paul page, the voice of the Indy 500 directed it with his uh i've heard something about this yeah, that's a beautiful degree too. yeah uh being able to play just a small part and i've had people text me because of grotto and my campaign twice for grand captain of the guard um i know hundreds of masons across the country uh from going to conventions and campaigning and my wife and i traveling all over the country campaigning mm-hmm. Um, that'll text me that are Northern Masonic jurisdiction guys and be like, Hey, they just showed Thursday night at the right. And they, they showed the 23rd degree. It's cool to see somebody I know, you know, so that's a neat experience. And then, um, my favorite degree in all of Scottish, right. Um, and you have to see it live and, and whoever plays George Washington is key. Yeah. The 20th degree master ad vitam is one of the most moving and most powerful, um, Scottish Rite degrees you can see. Um, yep. I'm not a fan, and it's no knock to the NMJ, but there's it doesn't compare to watch it on video. No, um, you gotta be there in person. When to I see got that to one. see it, when I got to see it, uh, one of my lodge mentors was the uh, played George Washington for the Indianapolis Valley. Yeah, near um, and dear friend to me, and I don't think anybody has done it as good as him of uh, playing George, but there's so many prerequisites because of the costuming for that degree. Yeah. Um, you have to be at least six, three. Um, so when they're casting that George and you got to know over 500 lines, the, the ritual for to play George in that degree is, 
uh, probably double what the middle chamber would be in the fellowcraft degree. So yeah, that's a long degree, but it's a, it's a great degree. It teaches you a lot of good lessons in that one. I never made it past yeah. two pages. We talked about this oh, when I was the, trying to learn the stair lecture. lecture yeah. When I when I my grandpa wanted me to learn it, I made two pages and then I couldn't get any more. And I yeah. guess I gave up. I never tried it again. I guess I could always start, but I yeah. Could. But the, the master at Advaitam degree is that's what everyone talks about. Anytime you ask everybody say you join this class, right? You have to. What do you think of that master at a twentieth degree? Oh, that see, was really neat. See you, my you eyes glazing yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Jared hadn't joined anything yeah. outside Blue Lodge yet. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's but, a that's a fun degree. But Paul Page wanted to. Um, when he filmed the 23rd degree, the four chaplains degree, um, he, he asked the Northern Masonic jurisdiction to allow him to release that to the public. But cause there was, you know, there's tons of stories about the storming of the beaches of Normandy oh, yeah. and all that. And we were actually on a ship the, uh, on a real life ship that actually was on the beaches of Normandy. So, uh, um, one down in Evansville. Yeah, the LST-325. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was really, really cool experience. Um, so they shot him down and said no, that they couldn't release it. To the oh, home. yeah, that's but the wish, one that's docked down there in Newburgh. Yeah. yeah, the LS-325. Yeah, I really wish yeah. they would. That, that, I mean, that one right there kind of just proves how masonry, universal masonry is. So the guy wanted to release it to the public. Yeah, and Paul Page did, yeah. Masonic Jurisdiction said no, that doesn't need to be seen by the public. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, even though we're, there was nothing Masonic, you know, there was no secrets or no, huh. anything like that. It was just the story behind the four chaplains, and you know what it um, is. Yeah, you know what it is. What is it? The same thing I always say. They don't want us to see it. They don't want to see us riding the goat around the room. <laughs> Mike, that's yeah. my go-to joke. That's what we do behind closed doors. We ride a goat around the room, don't we? Yeah, only once. <laughs> only once. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know the one degrees that got me in this guys right were probably Rose Croy degrees. Those ones. Yeah, fifteen. My, and, two, yeah, fifteen, sixteen. I think. No, seventeen and eighteen. I'm that's sorry. right. That's right. Those two right there. They, they took my breath away when I saw those conferred. They were the beautiful, yeah. beautiful degrees. I'll never yeah. forget those. There's 32 yes. in the Scottish Rite, right? Well, and then uh, you're 20, 30, 29. 29 degrees. Well, Scottish because Rite. you get your three in Blue Lodge. And then, right. you know, the, there's the all inspiring, illustrious 33rd degree. <laughs> if you can. Which I still haven't seen all 30, all, all 29 degrees. I've seen, I think, 18 of them. I haven't seen all the rest of them yet. Do you know any 33rd degrees? Hmm? Masons, no. you do? Mm-hmm. I knew a, uh, a couple guys up in the green, guy from Greentown Lodge. The 33rd degree is what you get for being. Outstanding as a Mason, correct? Basically, That's yeah. basically what it is. In Scottish, right? Yeah, you had to basically. Well, I was only told to get third, third degree. You got to eat sawdust and shit two by fours. <laughs> it's pretty tough yeah. to get. Because <laughs> uh, one of my dad's uh, mentors in lodge back in this back in the seventies and everything. They, uh, he said he uh, woke up one morning and answered the front door. There were three guys there saying, uh, "Do you have a tux?" And he goes, "No." So we'll get one on the way. And they took it in Milwaukee. You got a third, third degree. The guy didn't even know he was up for it. They showed up his house and took it to Milwaukee. <laughs> so I wouldn't look good in a tux. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you got anything else you want to add? Do you want to put a bow um, on this to get my – I mean, or we can keep going, but I told Mike we was only going to keep him an hour. Oh, yeah. I'm and sure it is a Sunday evening. It is Sunday evening. I give him that. Um, put a bow on this. Good. If you got if you got more, I'm good. Hey, um, well, I, I forget. What days does uh, Sahara meet? What, what day of the month – First Thursday. First Thursday? Okay. That'd be the yeah. nine after our stated meeting. Yeah, we might be able to. If I could talk to you and take the drive with you, we may do that. Eat at seven? Or eat at six, work at seven? 
Uh, 6.30. 6.30? I just started a new job, yeah. I mean, and they're pretty flexible with their schedule. <laughs> right. I mean. If I talk them into it, I'm going to have to pull the feathers out of the mothballs and bring it out. <laughs> there you go. We'd love to have you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, we always have, the meetings have been fairly tame, you know, 30 to 45 minutes, but. Well, I mean, There's I couldn't sit in on a meeting up there anyways. You get initiated, though. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> there ain't no wait time between the petition and the initiation. We go up there, fill a petition. All right, come in the room. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Todd, I don't know how much you can tell me. I don't know how much you and Mike can reveal, but uh, I've gained a lot of weight since I've become a Mason. I'm not putting on any costumes again because there'll be parts of me hanging out that people don't need to see. <laughs> Trust me, you never got to put no, on a costume again. On again. Okay. You're fully clothed for at least the first five minutes. Okay. So I right. promise. Okay. Right. <laughs> Yep. No, trust me. It's it's easy as it can be. Okay. Yeah. We we don't have so lately since 2019 we've always had we've kept fezes in stock for when we initiate folks. Um, yep. We're down to a few small sizes, and I've placed an order. I think I've ordered about 35 fezes in the last seven or eight months. So oh, wow. um, as soon as LA Fraternal gets them in, that just should tell um, what kind of growth Grotto has, oh, not yeah. just in this area, but um, across the U.S., I mean, grottos are popping up everywhere, and it's just you know, it's the most fun you can have with your clothes on oh, yeah. in masonry. I you agree. Know? You know, Mike, uh, one of the things when I when I went kind of public with this that I'm needing a little something more, and I'm 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 ready to join the pennant body. You know, I've been back two years almost. I, I'm ready to, you know. I, I had a couple of my friends in uh, Deer Boys County down here. Their biggest dependent body. I don't care what anybody says. They they love their shrine down yeah. here. You know, there's three lodges in Deer Boys County. Their biggest body is the shrine. They ain't got a grotto yet. What what scared <laughs> what scared me was, uh, you know, there's three of my real good friends, real, uh, real good supporters of the show and everything from Line Lodge in Jasper. They're all shrine, mm-hmm. and they're like, "We want you to join the shrine with us." Want you? To, what scared me? Well, and Todd just made the motion with his fingers. And I'm not mm-hmm. knocking the shrine, but it just seems to me at the time like the shrine was. And I'm not being disrespect. It's a little bit of a money grab in a way with the shrine because some of their stuff, they they start telling me about their initiation costs and their and this cost and their fez costs. And I'm like, that's more expensive than any of the other three appendant bodies. That's probably combined. And, you know, me and you talk about this, you know, again, no offense, but uh, of all these Masonic bodies, the shrine is the one that financially does the best. I mean, and look what they do but for, they put out the most, too. but they also put out the most, right. but uh, again, not a knock on the shrine. It was just like, wow, that's a lot of money up front when, you know, none of the other ones, including blue lodge costs that much. Yeah, I mean it's you got they got all the hospitals you got to take care of stuff like that. So that's where a lot of the money goes to. And I mean, it's for good cause. Like I, yeah. I love Shriners Hospitals. I'll never say anything bad about what they do for people. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. But but for a young guy, not young, but guys working, you know, you know, working blue collar guys, sometimes it's hard to get away with that. Get up, get paid that much money to join something. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to justify. I joined in fourteen. Um, I want to say it was 150 to join and 50 for my fez, and mm-hmm. um, dues for this year went to 200. 
and they're talking that dues for 2024 are going to be 300. Yeah. What is so, our shrine uh, down here? No idea. Our, well, Hattie, I mean, they've got their own shrine. Hattie shrine. Hattie. Hattie shrine. Yeah. yeah, Hottie shrine. Dubois County's got their own shrine club, but the yeah. the, 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 the area that the, they're, they're with the, Hottie. Yeah, yeah, they're with Hottie shrine. That's yeah. in Evansville. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I haven't even checked how much it costs down here. I had no idea. But Tyson and Brian, they said something is like, you know, I don't remember what the the text I got. Somewhere somewhere in the neighborhood of like two to four or five hundred dollars, something mm. like that, for you know your initiation, your yearly dues, your fez, and all that. I'm like that's a lot of money up front. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. So, but at the same time, you know, it's just how bad do you want to be? You want to be a member of it? I mean. I was just leaning towards one of the rites or the grottos where yeah. I keep going. It's nothing against the shrine. It's just mm-hmm. that, that's where I'm more interested in. Yeah, well, I'm sure one day I'll join the shrine. Just not yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I would look driving that little car. Big fat guy getting stuck in a little hey, car. I've been a, I've been a little fat guy in, in little cars. It looks awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Uh, what Ahmed Grotto in Louisville. I'm a dual member there, and I'm a member of Thomas Shahar Grotto in uh, Springfield, Ohio. Oh, the wow. Dayton area yep. and uh, Ahmed, they're you know they're an older membership group. Todd oh, yes. knows because yep. they they go to Midwest and they have a great time. And that God rest his soul, Bob Hodges oh, was kind of a lifeline for Ahmed Grotto. And I love Bob away, Hodges. They had their many Corvettes, um, and I heard rumors that they were going to sell them. So I reached out and you know tried to get ahead of the curve, and we ended up buying all twelve of them. I you know, kind of um, pulled some money together from a few people, and my wife and I agreed that we'd buy all twelve, and we would start fixing them up and selling them. So um, we've started a mini T unit my year in 2019. We just now have the mini Corvettes, and then we've had the mini Patrol, which Todd's seen them parade oh, yeah. many of times. Mini Corvettes, convention. yeah. The, the um, mini so Patrol, have, though, those guys are—they had their own dress and everything. They had the blue jackets, white pants. They yep. were sharp looking, buddy. So I got too many bikes, a mini Corvette, a mini T that we parade with. And then, you know, we've been adding to the motorized pool. But we have some guys, Jared, that are your size or even bigger that ride them Model Ts and ride them <laughs> mini bikes. So, well, what do you um, think? Jamie riding there is what, about six foot four, three bills? More than three, but yes. He's yeah, a he's, a, he's a big old dude. He rides the mini bikes around like he's on a, a big old fat boy Harley. <laughs> Mike, yep. you, you'll get a yep. kick out. You'll get a kick out of this. I've mentioned this on numerous episodes. I've got a couple friends of mine who always talked about joining masonry, and, and one in particular. But he goes, and Todd laughs about this. Cause I say it every time we bring up the shrine. He goes, "Well, I just want to be a shriner." I said, "Well, you got to go through Blue Lodge." No, I'm going to skip all that. Tell me how to skip it. <laughs> yeah. I just want to drive the car. Well, you, you can't drive the car until you become a member of Blue Lodge. No, no, that's not how this works. I want to skip that. How do I skip it? And then I'm like, I just I just give up. Like, I, can't, I, can't, I just walk away. Can't help you, bro. You can't go into the shrine without being a mason yeah. first. At right now. They, right there's now, been they're working on it. They're going to do away with that. Now, I mean, I, mean, I got work. He came up to me Saturday. Uh, he works in my, in my uh, pod, as you call it. He, the, he builds heads for us. And he, he kind of... Uh, a little bit of a goofier guy, but a good good guy nonetheless. He came to me and said, "Are you are you a mason?" I go, "Yeah." He goes, "I was a shrine kid. Are you a shriner?" I go, "No, I'm not a shriner yet." But I was like, "What do you mean you're a shrine kid?" He goes, "Well, when I was little, my legs were all you know messed up and everything, and oh. my parents took me to the shrine in St. Louis before it's even the interstate going to St. Louis from Indiana." And he said, "I'm a I'm a shrine kid. They they took care of my legs there. Or I think he's like I think he's eight or nine for that done or something like that. For he was completely done with it." 
And I go, well, you need to join the you need to join the shrine. Well, how do I do that? So, well, you got to join the Blue Lodge. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. I was like, why? He's like, that's kind of scary. I'm like, <laughs> scary. There's nothing scary about it and everything. And I talked to him about it, kind of explained how everything worked out. He goes, you know what? I might do that now. So I said, well, where do you live at? He said, well, I live here in Jasper. I said, well, okay, I can, if you if you want to join, I'll introduce you some guys from Lion Lodge and you can go join in and you can go join the shrine and you can give to the shrine all you want. He's like, I might do that. I've never really met a whole lot of Shrine kids in my life. But this guy's right, probably in his fifties. This guy's probably fifty something years old. And he you know, he still he, he gives every year to the shrine. His mom and dad always gave the shrine. But he said, I said, Well hell y'all just join the shrine. I said, If you're gonna if you have been a shrine kid, you know what they do, how well it helped you, you might as well join. Right. You know, right. maybe you know, maybe that could be a good selling point or something like that. I don't know, but well, Mike, here, here's, the, here's the last question for the evening. This isn't always the last question we ask, but... What are you wearing? What are you like No, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's basically just... Uh, it, it's good because every Mason answers this a little bit differently, and I always love to just generally hear what people say. A uh, young man comes up to you. He knows you're a Mason. He said, I'm, I'm kind of interested in potentially becoming a Mason. What do you... Uh, what do you usually do then? What do you what do you go through with them? What do you tell them? What do you talk to them about? Do you answer any questions? Like, what's your? How do you handle it? Um, man, that's tough uh, because my that's son why wants we ask it. That's why we ask it because uh, everybody, you know, we don't always get this on air. You know, we've only done five or six interviews, but we ask it at some point. Everybody's answer is always different, so it's always interesting to see what everybody says. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just use my son as an example. Um, he's received the Abbott scholarship from the Scottish Rite multiple times. Um, he's received the Blue Lodge scholarship multiple times. He's a senior at Purdue Fort Wayne. Um, he's like, Dad, I want to, you know, I want to join because you're a member. Grandpa's a member. I've received the scholarships. It could be my small way of paying the fraternity back. And I'm like, Yeah, but like there's potential that when you graduate you could get moved out of state um i would hate for you to feel compelled to pay dues and you're not going to be here you know it's a two and a half hour drive for me to attend his degrees which i absolutely will do Mm -hmm. but i know that there's several people that would go to his degree work so for him i try to tell him to hold off until after he graduates college and then see where his where he lands if it's in state or out of state then then that'll help drive it um, I'd always try to probably look at where that young person is in their life. If they have a family, um, try to find them a lodge that has activity direct, you know, directed around family because there's, you know, I live in New Whiteland now, so I'm in Johnson County. My still, I'm the treasurer of my lodge, so it's an hour drive for me to go to lodge on the first Tuesday of the month. Um, from my house to the nearest lodge is maybe three quarters of a mile Jubilee Lodge in Whiteland. Um, Franklin Lodge is five or six miles from me. Bargersville Union Village Lodge is close. Um, Southport, Greenwood, you know, I have probably a dozen lodges within 15 miles of my house. Um, I would try to direct them depending on what night of the, I always ask what night of the week could you sacrifice for a meeting if you would sacrifice uh, a night for a meeting and then I would find out what's important to them is it family, is it the esoteric part of masonry 
um, what has kind of piqued their curiosity into masonry. Like the guy that cuts my hair um, the, at the barber shop, um, he is more than giving. Anytime I've asked for a donation for Grotto, whether it's a fish fry, whether it's our sportsman raffle, it doesn't matter what it is. It's always, Mike, how much do you need? And he gives it to me. Well, guess what? This is, you know, a decades-long relationship. Him, his brother, and one of his brother's good friends are joining Masonry. Awesome. Uh, just That's because awesome. he sees the good that we put out. Um, and he owns the barber shop. So he has 16 barbers. Him and another guy co-own the shop. And oh, wow. there's 16 barbers in this barber shop. And um, it's hard for him to break away, but he's willing to give up some of his time and some of his efforts to join masonry because he wants to join grotto because he loves he comes to some of our events and he supports us in every way his brother comes his wife comes his sister-in-law comes his his sister his nieces um they come and enjoy what the grotto has to offer and he wants to join because uh join masonry so he can then have an avenue into the grotto so i think it all depends i you know kind of try to massage those questions of what are they looking for because not all lodges are really open about the esoteric part of masonry some lodges get in this area get really deep into the esoteric part of masonry so if that's what they're looking for i know what lodges they're directing to because i've sat in i don't i've probably sat in every lodge in marion county and johnson county for something whether it's degree work a stated meeting or something i've i've sat in lodge that's probably so, one of the best answers we've got on this yeah, question. I, that's, probably, I, I, I never even thought about it that way. That could have been <laughs> not answered any more perfectly than what Mike just did it. You know, most guys say, well, just, just come join my lodge. You be with me, and I'll, I'll get you through everything. You know? <laughs> that was, that's you know, such a basic answer. But that's 99% of the guys. Say, well, I want to join lodge. Well, here's a petition in my lodge. Where you live at? Well, two hours away. Well, you join my lodge anyway, because we need members. You know? I'm not driving two hours for a state of meeting. No, hell no. <laughs> yeah, my right. God, that was an awesome answer. I, I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, it's pretty pretty damn cool answer, man. Well, we yeah. about ready to wrap this thing yeah, up. Yeah, let's, uh, Mike, uh, do us a favor one more time. Just, uh, you're such a great Mason. Introduce yourself, everybody, and, you know, if you want to run through your titles again. And plug any events. Plug you anything you got coming up. Plug anything you want. I mean, okay. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on again, Mike Neely. Uh, my home blue lodge is Thorn Town One Thirteen in Boone County. I was master in fourteen. Um, member of Sahara Grotto, past monarch, monarch in two thousand nineteen. Member of the Mooresville York Rite Bodies. Uh, one of the councils of A and B. Soon to get inducted in Night Masons. Uh, many other side uh, degrees that I've participated in or helped confer. Um, the Grotto has a, a dinner and party next Saturday, April 22nd. Dinner's at 6. It's 15 bucks a person. May the 13th, we're having a little mini 500 party. Um, there may be some libations and my mini, mini bike may be there and you may no. see me ride it through the ballroom in the building. I've been known to do that before. No, um, no get out of here. And jacket and tie, yeah, I've done it. You never ever rode through a hotel lobby? <laughs> Have you ever rode through a hotel lobby? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not the little one. We'll probably have one of our mini Corvettes there on the 13th. We're having ribeye, um, ribeye steak, chicken, salad, uh, some sort of vegetable medley, and mashed potatoes. That'll be 15 bucks a person. Mm, this will um, be pretty we'll current. 
live central indiana freemasons which is uh a form of the masters and wardens um we met their ladies at the oh, grotto yeah, for their meeting and, and activity. They meet monthly and they rotate around through Marion County. Yeah, we met um, them at Founders Day. They're pretty good dudes. Yeah. And then, of course, we have annual communication coming on May the 16th. Um, the grotto, Our grotto will probably be doing something Monday night for people if they want to um, try to swing by either our grotto or a local bar and have some libations. We'll probably short-form some guys that are in Indianapolis the area that evening. Uh, and then we'll be at annual communication on Tuesday, pumping membership. Um, so, you know, we're looking forward to the next couple months worth of activities. Well, you guys will be real busy. Then, this will that. be this will be pretty current because I'll probably mix this and get this released in the next day or two. Yeah. So, unlike you know the month we took off because uh, I was moving and we <laughs> yeah. had episodes just sitting there waiting to be mixed. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so this will stay pretty current, Mike. I I honestly I know it was short notice and like I said. Uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I was about to have my first date in over a year, and then she, she got me. She got called into work, so I think she got her eyes checked. Yeah, I told Todd, I was like, "Well, plans change. Let's let's record." I said, "I'll try to round up a guest or two. and I was like, "How funny would this be if I could get you know somebody Todd knows from the central part of the state, but go. it's northern." There you go. So we, I, I honestly appreciate you very much being on here. I've enjoyed talking to you. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me. Uh, we appreciate the support of the podcast. This is a this was just a, a pipe dream. The, how this whole thing started, real quickly, was um, I have another show I run called uh, Steel Toes and Scoreboards. I encourage everybody to not listen to that show. It's pretty vulgar. Well, it's not as bad as uh, Brother Adam Nelson's Taking no. It Too Far podcast, but uh, no. <laughs> but I'm just a little more pervasive in my language there. So when Todd found out, you know, when I've been. I'd been back to the lodge a month or two, and Todd and I started getting pretty chummy. When we, when he found out I had podcast equipment, he goes, "We ought to do a Masonic podcast." And I went, "LOL, like <laughs> it's stupid." And then in January of last year, we recorded three episodes, and then some idiot, what me, <laughs> me, accidentally <laughs> deleted the episodes. So Todd said we'd try again later in the year. He got busy with softball. So then we relaunched and started doing everything, or we officially launched, and we started redoing everything back in the fall, and uh, I never thought it would take off like it has, and it's because of brothers like you that are like, you know, hey, we're seeing what you guys are doing, you guys are doing good, it's got, it's brothers like you that want to come on the show and, and tell your story, and at the end of the day, what Todd and I have really discovered here recently is we're also just trying to uh, preserve some of these lineage and some of this what what's going on with masons because uh everybody's going to lay down their working tools eventually yep. and when when you're gone your stories go with you and here's a way for future generations to find out about this mason for family after you have uh passed on to to hear your voice back one more time and you know it's mm -hmm. it's so we're taking it pretty serious and we one of the things we we appreciate so much is all the the people willing to come on the show and talk to us just like you so yep yep really yeah, appreciate no worries. It, i appreciate you guys all right mike well uh for brother mike neely i'm brother Todd Whaley. i'm brother jared atkins this has been another episode of that other masonic podcast and we will see you guys next time peace have a good night mike thanks you guys too <laughs> Bye bye, bye.